0: Two in the f- morning. If I say who it is, you might hang up. I can, I, I can still hang up. No, I'm, I'm just surprised you couldn't tell by my voice. It's, it's me. It's Toby. Look, I, I've been thinking, you, you know, I've got my priorities out of sync. And and with this whole quarantine, it's, it's got me thinking about the past. Toby. And the things that were most important in life. I hear you've got this Big long reel that is dying to be shown. Um, Jesus, look. What? Yes, yes. What? I I got the footage that you guys buried. Buried? Yeah. Buried? What, Saki? Th- no. What is it to you? No, I would never do that. You're you're not thinking straight, man. Of real. Come on, we can get the whole gang back together. Gal Gadot's already got this song. We're gonna sing live to support. Uh, Smiles or some. Release the Snyder Cut. Toby, look, have you ever driven a car with no seats or mm-hmm. with no panels or yeah or with no f- steering wheel? I, I've tried. Dude, that's, that's what I have. In Kentucky. I don't, there, there is no Snyder Cut. What? I can't fund that myself. What? Uh, you can fund me any day, Zach. You've turned a large percentage of the DC fan base into a water slide. You're so f- trendy. Let them be penetrated by the cuts, man. You have fans, Martha. <sighs> Are you thinking of a theatrical release? Better, Zach. I'm going to let you put it where nobody stuck it in before. My streaming platform. No, no, no time restrictions whatsoever. Ouch. Sure. <sighs> okay, well, I, I think it's going to be around $30 million to get this finished. So if you... If you want to cut me that deal, I will let the world see. The Snyder Cut. Do you mean it? Yeah, of course I mean it. Uh, dude, what the hell is that? toy? is that you? I'm outside with the contracts. Can you bring me some clothes? What the F***. <laughs>
1: Welcome to tonight's episode where we're going to be talking about so many things. Crazy stuff happened this week. In the year of 2020, where anything is possible, we're getting the Snyder Cut. Justice League, Snyder's Justice League, however they're going to call it, it's coming. Uh, Ruby Rose has left Batwoman. We'll get into that. Bill and Ted is is being helmed in a way by Soderbergh in a lot of ways. And we have got a big, uh, I guess, one of our people that that are in the scene julian the last employee of blockbusters would like to come on and talk about a new uh thing that he's going to be fighting for so i'm your host patrick and i have got my co-host here with me of course he is the man with the plan Chess. how's it going oh it's friday i'm happy it's friday yeah yeah it was a weird way to start the weekend because i'm sure if you guys are watching this if you found it anywhere it's on youtube and if you don't know it's Usually on Facebook Live, but it's not anymore. And we're going to try to be happy through this and not think that we just lost everything. But let's talk about the person that I'm most excited to be here. He is Fox 13's host, and he hosts a uh, his own show on YouTube called Critical Mass, which I've been a part of, luckily. And, and he's an amazing film critic. Welcome, Rich Bonaducci. How's it going, man?
2: Oh, oh very well.
1: Don't <laughs> glad to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on, on this show particularly for a while. Because amazing. of your uh, amazing sense of humor, which is a is a great lead off into. Um, we were just talking about the Tenant movie and the new trailers that were coming out, what and all movie. Ten- yeah, the however you want to say it. If you want to say it backwards or forwards, Tenant it, it, it does work. If you want to say it in a different country, like Tenet, a different language. Tenet. But all three of us have gotten the chance to take a look at this. this is Chris Nolan's newest movie the one that's supposed to kick off the theaters to bring people back? And Rich, I wanted to get your thoughts on it first because you you had tons during the trailer, so I'd like to know more <laughs> whether
2: some of them were real or what were your thoughts? Oh, they're all real. It's a palindrome. <laughs> it reads the same backwards as forwards. Um, <laughs> this is the second trailer I've seen. I don't know if there have been little you know uh, teasers before that. But the, the first one, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. This one... I thought, oh, that, that is interesting. It gave me a lot more. I did I did uh stress that it's kind of a longer trailer. Mm. Almost three minutes. I mean, you know, I hope they don't give away too much. But uh I, I you know, so far it doesn't look like they spoil plots necessarily. Yeah. But uh it does look interesting even though, as I mentioned, not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. This guy right here.
1: Well it's not time travel, Rich. It's um inversion guys
2: yes. what do you think
1: about inversion
3: is that is that the new inception i i don't know i was look, uh, like during the trailer i'm like what the fuck is inversion and then they have that cool little uh what do you call it thing trailer there was a <laughs> thing there was thing. a thing there was an example there we go they had that cool <laughs> example of like the bullet and stuff but um that was neat yeah. They have
1: a lot of crazy visuals in this, like as far so, as like rewinding a clip while it's already moving forward.
2: You know so, what? They have some really cool visuals that don't cost a lot of money. Just roll it backwards.
1: Yeah, oh, right? No. Oh, but it's Woo, when they were, man. it's when they were going really in depth of that stuff. Where I was like, wait a minute. How is any of what? Hold on.
2: <laughs> what, wait a minute. what a visionary. Roll it backwards. Oh my God. No,
1: I, I think... My wife and, and and you are in the same boat, because after she'd watched this trailer, the first thing out of her mouth was, I don't like trailers that make me feel stupid.
2: And bad
1: enough that a movie could possibly do that. But for a trailer also, like, it's not that they're teasing you for what's to come. You still have no clue what's coming, because a lot of the stuff is just kind of gobbledygook until you know what the story of it is. So I, I guess I can see where she's coming from. But what was you were saying that Chris Nolan isn't really like he's overrated, from what you are saying. What do you think?
2: Well, uh, I, I think he's calling this tenant because if he called it inversion, they would just be like, What is with him in the end movies? <laughs> 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 in yeah, That could be it. In- <laughs> that <might> be it. <laughs> So he went, wait, Tenant reads the same backwards as forwards. And then he did it from the other side and said, yeah, it does. And then he just made Tenant.
1: Him and his brother are
2: like, um, oh, What about I mean, Tenant?
1: I have,
2: I have certainly enjoyed other Christopher Nolan films. I, I do think around, around Inception, he started to drink his own Kool-Aid and be like, I am a genius. Everything I do is amazing. Even when it's stupid. Like, for instance, with with uh, Inception, I'm like, okay, I did this when I was a kid. We used to make up shit as we went along, too. Only I didn't put millions of dollars behind it. It's this, oh, we, you know, we can't do this in the dream. Oh, no, wait, we can. I made a serum so that we can. Oh, when did you do that? Just now, just to make sure that we could do it. Oh, okay. And this is just happening over and over again in Inception where they just make stuff up as they go along, and then came Interstellar, and I I laughed my head off. Okay, Interstellar.
1: so Interstellar is where I can side with you on it because I didn't agree. And Chaz, yeah, you've been—is your tongue still in your mouth, or did it just fall off because you bit it off? Because <laughs> we, we've been we've been we've been knocking Nolan too much. Well, I haven't, reached.
2: Chaz. Oh, I'm not done yet. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> Interstellar <laughs> with the whole love thing—that's that's the part that got me. The ending was too much, but. Challenge.
2: I loved the whole. Oh my God! The last thing of okra. I'm like, no. Half the people in this theater don't know what okra is. You want to impress me? Tell me it's the last crop of corn. That's an emergency.
1: <laughs> so you you want it to be catered to the Mark inside? Of, I just wanted of it to cinema. Make sense. <laughs> You want uh, the same viewership that came out of the swamp <laughs> to come
2: and watch. No, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, literally, you know, corn is in everything. We use corn as for ethanol, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if corn goes down, we are in trouble. If okra goes down, would you even notice? Seriously. Here we got that thing of corn. Well, Christmas Chris movie <laughs> gonna make
1: a corn movie. My, we, we're gonna go see the corn movie. No He's British. he heard it. She understands no, what happens when the cone goes away. You go
2: away. No, fucking no, All kinds of shit. Okay. That's the
1: first time I put in a uh actual full song with her. That worked pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz,
3: tell us the truth. Give us the gospel, man. Why why are we wrong? I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I mean you have points to dislike some of his movies for sure. Um, but interstellar is one of my favorites. So that's why I'm like, Whoa, whoa. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh, I can't whoa. wait. Oh shit. Oh, I know. And like I had nightmares when that movie came out on Blu-ray thinking it was sold out at Walmart. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Like I, yeah. Seriously. So I actually went to Walmart, um, before I went to school in the morning and I bought the Blu-ray to, to secure my copy because I love that movie so much. But, um, where I fall off the Christopher Nolan wagon is at Dunkirk. Because I think that movie was not hyped up to be like what it was set to be. Mm. Even though I like, I admire his storytelling of like the structure. Like I think he's a great storyteller, structure. But like, um, like, like Rich has said, some some stuff he kind of makes up like on the fly. <laughs> and with that, I can agree. But um, with the Batman ending t- wasn't methodically thought out. He's oh, I got love a Batman. bomb.
1: The bomb is gonna go off, and he's got to get the bomb out of here. Yeah, where did you learn that from, Chris? I was watching Batman, the TV series, <laughs> <laughs> he had this it had a really great section. I want to do that section,
2: oh, I get and incredible. remember,
1: it's Terrible. all
3: about love. <laughs> love. That's not what that movie was about, anyway. Um, <clears throat> I, I, with Tenet though, it looks like he's going back to his roots before he became known frankly he's known for you know Mm. he's making it's like a spy movie it feels like a spy movie with nolan's sensibilities
1: of making you want to not know anything going in and still leaving the theater not knowing much so but knowing that you were something happened
3: well i have have a question for you guys did you see um star wars and imax when that was in theaters Mm, which one rise of skywalker i
1: didn't see it in imax i don't think so Unless sure, Rich was a screening in IMAX? I don't think it was.
2: Uh, you know what? I actually think I did see it in IMAX. I also saw that you know, the uh the uh the marathon. That's why I'm getting confused. But I'm pretty sure I saw it in IMAX, yeah.
3: Because um during my IMAX screening they had a s like a eight minute preview of Tenet. Hmm. It was the scene with the whole opera house. I didn't see that. Oh. Interesting. Yeah yeah. And Please even tell. watching yeah, well, watching that like it was really intense and nobody knew what the hell was going on <laughs> and after it ended we're like was that a trailer or was that like a sneak preview and then like it kept going and going and going and we realized it was like a sneak preview for tenant we're just like what the fuck <laughs> like we that was not expected at all so i i'm i'm a little bit more excited for this for that reason because like what i saw from that eight minute snippet or whatever it was like was really interesting and then when the theaters closed out they were like chris how are you going to be able to get the next trailer out
1: minecraft minecraft wait what that's where they premiered the tenant trailer was on minecraft seriously yeah they they (gasps) made drive-in theaters inside of minecraft and people got in their avatars and went over and watched the tenant trailer oh my lord it's amazing um i i we've (laughs) i think this will be a Christopher Nolan movie so whatever you take away from that is
3: how you're going to feel when you see the movie well see I thought the same thing with Dunkirk when that was announced I'm like well how is this going to be a Christopher Nolan movie and then I had theories that had to do with like the Bermuda Triangle like he's <laughs> going to throw some sort of weird paradigm in there with a Bermuda Triangle and it's a different time time lapse kind of thing right and then I was <laughs> way off as we all saw and so I I just saying it's a Christopher Nolan movie, I don't think that's doing that justice. (laughs) Because that doesn't sum anything up. Fair enough. Well, whatever you guys thought, leave a comment down below. Tell
1: us what you think. And with that, let's move on to our next story, which California is ending the coronavirus halt on filming. And uh, stringent protocols are due Monday. And uh, that's, yeah, this was on May 20th. This is a little bit old. However, this is kind of where... The direction of Hollywood is going. Things are starting to reopen. People are are looking to seeing how they can do safe procedures when starting to make films and stuff. Um, we talked a little bit about Matrix Four and Batman starting to resume production, but I want to get your thoughts on this, Rich. What do you think? Because um, you've gone through junkets, you've met with a lot of people like this. So what what do you think about Hollywood in general reopening? Do you think it's as easy as maybe they're thinking, or is this going to take a lot longer?
2: I think it's going to be weird if they want to stick with any of the. Uh any of the protocols, like at a standard junket. Okay. Um, the the last, the last junket I went to people, people weren't shaking hands already. Um, but and you sit, you know, far apart from them, but then they had to, the, you also have to spread out the people waiting in line for the junkets. Who's doing your makeup? Who's uh, who's putting your mic on? Who's doing all this stuff. I mean, on Fox 13, for instance, we have our regular stick mic on a boom pole and the person stands six to 10 feet from us and that's how we talk to them and that's quite a workout for your arm by the way just to hold mm-hmm. that sucker out there before people are talking but imagine that and that's a small scale that's an interview imagine those kind of protocols etc that you have to adhere to when you're actually working in a on a big production where people really have to work together I mean, close, close quarters, literally touching each other, costume, hair, makeup, stunts, all that. I don't, I don't really know how they're going to do it and keep with those protocols. And maybe they should. I don't know. Maybe they should try to uh, do an experiment and make a movie within those protocols. No one, no one touches each other. You know, I, don't, I don't know. Make a movie from Rogue's point of view. I don't know, but um,
1: George I, George Bluth Sr.'s movie, No Touching. No touching.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, I was thinking of making some kind of a script like that called No Touching, where, like, life you know, life after COVID kind of thing. But um, I don't know how they're going to do it, and I don't think they're going to do it well. I think it's going to take a few people getting sick on a set for someone to go, whoa, wait a minute. And as soon as a big celebrity gets sick, that's going to shut everything down again.
1: It only takes one, especially in these cases where like you don't just have like this isn't something where it's like we've we've got a a small crew. We're going to do an independent film. If it's if it's a Marvel project or or like something big where even if it's a movie where it's like we have a sex scene, I don't think we're ever going to see sex scenes or at least. I have
2: have sex scenes on my phone.
1: (laughs) Unless unless you're browsers and you've got all your stuff over there, we need need to get the Pornhub like sound thing. (laughs) <laughs> that comes on, freak out half the audience. Like, oh, sh- what did I have up on the screen? But I think that maybe we could find a happy medium with television. I don't know. Wow. The, the smaller format seems to be growing bigger and bigger. I just don't know that. I don't think extras are going to be as big a thing as they used to be. I don't think that we're going to have a lot of, I don't know, assistant work. It might be a lot of like, we're a very small, closed off set. And we have to make with what we can. What do you think about this, Chaz? Mm.
2: Do you watch a lot of stuff at home, Chaz? Now that you're home?
3: Oh yeah. I watch a lot. Dude, like even I don't know. I just I, I think it's still still too soon to even like try to start production on that massive a scale, you know? Um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just cause like seeing people post on Facebook asking for help to film, like, eh. No I went
2: to the post office today and 75% of the people were doing what they're, you know, told to be doing sheep, right. but you know, the other folks aren't and imagine that on a large scale where a quarter of the people working on a movie are not distancing or not, you know, washing hands or masks or anything. You got a problem. It, it's,
3: it's like a cesspool for this, this sickness. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But
2: I wonder if people are going to get used to watching stuff at home and then um, other than like something big like a Star Wars and an IMAX, kind of kind of, just rather watch it at home. I remember when Cisco and Ebert were still a thing, and of course Ebert was still alive and both of them were still alive. Um, they were on a Saturday, night, Saturday Night Live or some talk show and they showed them in fake theater chairs and they were arguing and yelling and stuff. And so they were kicking the seat of the person in front of them, you know, acting like the kind of people they hate to watch movies with. And there was popcorn all stuck to the floor and screaming babies. And I thought, yeah, that does kind of suck. And here I can watch it whenever I want, as loud as I want. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom? Pause. Oh, wait, I'll get myself something to drink. I don't know. I wonder if people are going to get used to that and stop going to the movies unless it's like an event movie, even, if, even when it opens up.
3: Yeah, that's my that's my work. Release the Snyder Cut, am I right?
2: Exactly. Especially Release. Now the Snyder Cut.
3: Release the fucking Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? Like, what are we waiting for? There's some goodies in there. Yeah, so it's like, well, I could just wait and watch it then. Instead sure. of have to pay the money to go to a theater. Yeah. But also, like I think local theaters like the Tower and the Broadway, you know, like I think those are great to have and I just don't want those to be affected yeah, by this. True, and I'm for true. sure they're I'm I'm sure they're going to have some sort of impact and that what that's what saddens me mm-hmm. is
2: that. Well, you know and, and patrick probably knows this too i mean a uh, uh, a lot of reviews a lot of people end up going oh this is good but you know not one to see in the theater like you end up going eh, it's a rental like don't worry about it mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people are going to be like hmm tenant that's a theater movie but this one over here this character driven study where people are talking i'll wait on that one and that means those things are going to take a hit and they're not going to be made. And then the only thing we're going to see are the big blow-em-ups. So hmm. I don't
1: know. We're already halfway there, it seems like. As long as, and and here's from the what they're actually saying that they're going to do, filming will resume in countries that meet testing, hospitalization capacity, and other criteria established by the state. So they're not going by the government rule. So thankfully, Trump is going to have a ton of like, open up and let me in to like be cameoed and stuff and I will wear a mask, but they will have enough. cause California has pretty, so far pretty good rules hmm. for their COVID stuff. Yeah. I, I'd like to hold out for hope that maybe some of these, like where, it, what's the show with Paul Rudd, where it's just him? Just, they can keep doing that show. Cause it's oh, just I him.
2: Just, oh gosh. The I one just, where he's cloning
1: yeah, himself. That's yeah, on Netflix right yeah. now. Just uh, put that one in. They can do parent I trap so many times. There can be so many reboots of like. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Or yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, no no double shots, lots of singles.
1: <laughs> mm. People
2: talking to each other because they're actually ten feet apart. And you just edit it, make it look like they're not.
1: Yeah. that but bugs me as a filmmaker though to do that. Right? Oh no, totally. Oh Everything god. about yeah, this like is Like that whole fourth
2: season of Arrested Development. Like were any of those people in the same room? Oh, oh my god.
3: No,
1: but don't I mean, a sh- me sh- stupid season. I hate I mean, season four. It
3: shows too on that though. Like, it, like that season totally sunk because you could tell that there was like some sort of creative restrictions. No, what it was to me, the answer is in the editing.
1: If you can't edit your stuff correctly, and this group only works together, they don't work separate. So if you keep them apart too much, and you don't have enough like things to sew into your jokes. You can watch the first one, but you have to watch it again and again and again, way more times than you would if it were edited correctly.
2: Living with yourself. That was it.
1: That's the one. Living with yourself. Nice. Well, that's that. But Bill and Ted 3 is still on the Merv and is going to be coming. I'm so excited for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Are you guys at all? Yes. So ready
3: for this. I'm, I'm, I'm down for Keanu Reeves. That's my, my favorite actor ish. One of my favorite I, actors.
2: I just want to see mm. Bill like do a double tap and shoot someone in the chest and head. That's what I want. <laughs> just at
3: one point, it's like,
2: where'd you learn that, Ted?
1: Whoa, military. I got sad <laughs> finally. No, um, this is about uh, Steven Soderbergh more than anything because he surprisingly had a big helping hand in Bill and Ted Face the Music to get in front of cameras. Uh, we already knew that he was the executive producer on the movie, but the Ocean's late de- director uh, explained how he got to be in this. Uh, basically he knew of course he had this is a quote from him Bill and Ted it was in his past and one day they were talking and he was like you know we wrote a Bill and Ted 3 and well great like what's going on with that can I read it you read it it was part of a group of people including Scott Groof with a ph and I got that right that was dope mm-hmm. the original producer and Keanu and Alex and really wanted to see this happen so he, Steven Soderbergh was a big part of getting Bill and Ted off the ground this is one of those comedies that's coming decades after the predecessors. And if history has shown us, those aren't very good. So what's gonna be the thing that sets Bill and Ted apart? What's gonna make this better than all of the other attempts like Zoolander 2 Chaz? Um
3: Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because My even honey. like with with like Dumb and Dumber two or three or whatever that movie was with a, that came out two years ago. Dumb. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dumb and dumber, or like, whatever. Dumb, dumb and dumber. So I, I don't know what it was called, but like they had the same actors in it, and like neither of them could save it, you know? And mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's going to be the same case for this. I mean, maybe if it finds its cult, you know, crowd. I think the cult's there. Oh.
1: Their Their big worry is right now, and I don't think this is even a worry because they're worried also the same thing that we were just talking about screens. And how many people are going to be able to see it my answer to you is sir this is the third installment of a franchise that's two decades two or three decades before the last one came out put it on vod just do it it doesn't yeah. like what's the, what's your problem put it on vod hey,
2: trolls World world tour cleaned up direct to vod i mean you can do it people are people are willing to pay for it in mm-hmm. fact i would i would say at least from the, the people i talk to especially people with families They'd rather VOD because packing your freaking kids up and get them to the theater to watch, you know, a movie and then paying for them and all that stuff. And then the movie sucks that turns you off to the next one, but you'll keep trying it if you're at home. Mm-hmm. Even if that one movie stinks, ah, well, Hey, you still got to entertain your kids maybe three hours from now or tomorrow. And you'll, you'll just gather around and watch again, especially when you can watch the movie For uh, at home, for less than if you paid for each one of these little shits to get in. Kids, sorry. I love them.
3: (laughs) But I I know, so I know Kevin Smith recently did like a tour of Jane's Silent Bob reboot movie. So he he toured it around different theaters and made money that way, and then he released it on VOD. So I wonder if that's also a consideration to do for like these smaller films is to go on tour with it essentially and then release it in VOD. We're gonna have these crazy, like, back in
1: Prohibition days, like a little, a little, like, place you go into, in this dark bookcase that you open up, and it's a theater. (laughs) (laughs) You want to come in, man? We got IMAX. (laughs) It's like, oh (laughs) shit, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't think I want to. There's nothing else to say about that. I'm very excited for Bill and Ted. I didn't know Steven Soderbergh was in it, so there's that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm interested in it. I'm, what I'm curious about is, like you said, it was so long ago that a lot of people, maybe they haven't even seen them. You know what I mean? And so they're not as excited. I mean, when when uh, Indiana Jones 4 came out and I was handling the preview, you know, tons of people there, you know, uh, uh, critics and, and the public. One of the people I was do- doing it with, who was from the studio, didn't know it was the fourth installment. She hadn't even seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, and because it seriously, did, yeah, because it didn't start with Indiana Jones and the she didn't even know and I, and and the stuff that maybe you and I think of as oh doesn't everybody know about this? They don't. Does everyone know about Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted too. Does everyone know about Death and the uh, George Carlin in the first one? Do they know all the stuff they might need to know to really enjoy the second one? I think Chaz is right. The thing that's really going to make it is not bill <laughs> it's gonna be dead it's gonna be people going oh Keanu Reeves, you don't think oh, Alex Winter can sell a ticket how yeah, dare gonna, you yeah it's gonna be I love Keanu Reeves all see him is dead <laughs> oh, and, and and they're gonna go hopefully and hopefully it's good
3: I think it will be good I don't think Keanu would have signed on to this this can late s- in the game can we talk about how well Keanu's aged with his without Shh. his beard when he shaved his beard, that was a surprise. It was a surprise, but he's aged very well for being, yeah, like, what, 55? He's yeah, he's aged great. Keep the beard. He's <laughs> aged great, though. Keep the beard. <laughs> John McFord's all like, no, shaved. What's oh, he shaved, I went, oh, no, he's a little like.
1: older than I thought. He just looks like a very tall, tall, tired teenager. <laughs> oh, man. Get some rest. Well, there's been enough rest for Zack Snyder because he's finally coming out in a fury. And this leads us into the big dumb intro video that I have, which
3: Release the Snyder Cut, am I
2: right? Exactly.
1: Release the Snyder
3: Cut. Release the fucking Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? Like, what are we waiting for? Some goodies in there. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. So hopefully, you know, generally, the shit I put out there is
0: coming
3: true. Release the fucking the Snyder Cut, baby! To
1: Bring back Didn't his cut of the Justice League. Realize it's In so many different stages, we we were told that uh, through many different. It's ready to go. Some people saying no, it's it, he he just has the footage, and then one person saying, "I have it. It's in my backpack." Everybody has been talking about the Snyder Cut. They put up a plain billboard over San Diego Comic-Con for it. it's It's been one of the bigger movements. And a lot of dicks have been a part of that movement, attacking critics, doing stupid stuff. And they're also getting a reward with this, getting the Snyder Cut. I, I'm trying to look past that part, but there's a lot of people that are also insisting that that's like, should we be giving them a thing? I don't know. But for the people that were actually good fans and, and are getting rewarded with seeing Zack Snyder's full vision. I wanted to know, Rich, what your thoughts were, uh, first of all, because I'm sure they're going to be very, like, not, not weird or, or, or uncommon as of all of the other ones. But what do you think of Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, all of Zack Snyder's stuff? Where do you think this is going?
2: Well, um, yeah, like you, I mean, I heard there was a cut and then, you know, thought that it didn't exist. And frankly, I'm, <laughs> I'm always interested in seeing the way the, the director intended it to come out. Um, even if it's super long or something like that, I don't, I personally don't mind things that are long as long as they are good. Like literally as they can be as long as they are good. And if that's an hour and a half of good stuff, great. If it's three hours, good stuff. Great. So yeah, I'm curious about it. I, uh, I didn't think it, 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 I didn't think it was awful, but it, it wasn't, it didn't live up to the hype and it wasn't what i wanted from it so i am very curious to see what zach slater does i actually met him at a uh uh the guardians uh not guardians legends of the galaxy the owls of Gahool. oh nice <laughs> yeah, yeah he was a super nice guy and everything and he just seems to like he like nolan or like anyone else he kind of has the his way of doing things and if you like that way you love his stuff. And if you don't, it all looks the same, that kind of thing. But Mm. um, oftentimes it's like a band, like a band sounds like itself from record to record. Sometimes they don't sound totally different. And when they try something different, they lose half their fans and maybe they gain new ones or whatever. So I'm kind of curious if this director's cut sort of uh, gets a little bit of his rep back because he's taken quite a hit lately with some of, some of the stuff that, that he's done. But mm-hmm. I am really curious to see it. Uh, again, I'm always really curious to see, you know, an alternate version of something and supposedly the way that it was, you know, supposed to be. I don't know.
1: There's about an hour and 15 minutes on the cutting room floor, according to the article. Wow. And um, from this, he also said he hasn't seen this full cut of Whedon's version of Justice League, but mm. from what he's heard, only a quarter of it is actually his stuff oh, that wow. he's done. Okay.
2: So okay, this is a completely
1: different film.
2: And you know, and Joss Whedon's one of those guys too. Sometimes you'll like him, hate him, whatever. I go back and forth with him. Sometimes I think he's good in bursts or as a collective team. Cause sometimes when it's just him, everybody's quippy and sounds just like Joss Whedon. Kind of like Kevin Smith. All of his characters sound like Kevin Smith. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So uh, I felt I, that
1: with Justice I, League a little bit. Some of the stuff in there was a little bit, Joss Whedon, especially. What was the thing that Wonder Woman says at the beginning? What do you believe? What do you believe? He's like, I'm a believer, and then like just like turning the words against whoever's saying it. That's mm, kind of yeah. what he likes to do.
2: Yeah, he does do that. He works it into his response. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, a non-Whedon version. I guess. Mm.
1: <laughs> the biggest news that I just saw today was Alexander put something out when someone had asked if he's going with the Steppenwolf design that was in Joss Whedon's version, or if they were going to go with BVS, he gave a little winky face, which to me says he's in complete control for this new stuff. And he, you very m- well might see old Steppenwolf. Um, Chaz, what do you
3: think about this? Um, like, so like, like, Rich, I'm all for director's cuts. Um, the Snyder specifically, I always find his stuff more interesting with the director's cuts. And like, if you let him do his own thing, because I think he's a great visionary director, and he just doesn't know how to say no to a shitty script. <laughs> and he wants to, he wants, he wants to do justice to the script and like not piss off. Everybody. He wants to please everybody. Justice,
2: justice. Yeah,
3: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um. However, the fact that this has not been ready at all this proves that there was a snutter cut in the first place and they have to give them 20 million additional dollars. Like how are they going to make that money back? Cause it's going to HBO max. Correct. Yeah. yeah as far as I
2: know. But I don't think and the
1: answer is that they're getting it back. I think the answer is they're spending less on something they've already got than spending more on something they've not, they haven't started
3: yet. But it's twenty million dollars, especially in the middle of like a pandemic.
1: <laughs> Disney, but here's the thing: Disney Plus would have to then explain for why every episode of their content they have a budget of a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand, I believe so. Oh, so this this when you think of stuff like that, it is it is slim pickings for a film. Like, for a for a big, like, blockbuster budget, particularly Justice League. But this already has, like, a $200 billion budget from when they did the last reshoots and all the
3: stuff. So, it's a so big, big thing. Big, fat I just, cash cap. I, I just hope they don't cut it up into mini parts. Like yeah, you don't like part the part episodic two. idea? Because that was the I, I thing, don't. Rich. They were going to go for a four-hour cut or, like, a six-hour mini series. Dude, go for the four, the, the full four-hour cut. Like you what have, if they split that, that into two parts? List? No, you just let no? Snyder do his thing. Like with Watchmen, Watchmen is a very long fucking movie, his, mm. the director's cut, and it's superior to the theatrical version
2: in all ways. Yeah, we just got like a three and a half hour, you, you know, um, Goodfellas ripoff that got nominated <laughs> by the for, same director. <laughs> <laughs> that got nominated for awards. I, I think. I think if people like it, they'll they'll watch it. I'll watch it. I don't care yeah. if it's four hours long.
1: If they give any additional charge, like it's you've signed up for HBO Max, but you also have like to pay an extra 10 bucks. Would you go for it still?
3: No, because it's on HBO Max. I'm already paying up the ass for HBO Max, but so I pay additional.
2: <laughs> and I don't pay for shit. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucking accuser!
3: I
1: don't know why that was the one. <laughs> I think this is this is exciting because. Just like once you finish something like Justice League and you walk out of the theater and you're thinking to yourself, there's just never going to be another chance, you know, another first chance to show that team. It's weird that we're getting that shot right now and that it's going to be as different as it is to make it feel like it's a whole new look, like a whole new intro.
3: Because from what I remember correctly, people were complaining about how dark Batman versus Superman was. Mm -hmm. And then the Justice League we got... Uh, was a lot more light in tone compared. So I wonder if this is going to have the same dark tone that BVS had initially. They they, they for sure
1: was. will. There's a lot of stuff in this that, that involve Cyborg's character particularly was given the shaft hard on his character. Um, Superman's whole idea, Steppenwolf, his intention is completely off from what Zack Snyder originally had. Darkseid was going to be a bigger part in this. He was going to be in it. Green Lanterns are going to be in it. Martian Manhunter was going to be in it. There's so many weird things. I saw just today when I was putting together the trailer for it, a screen grab of Willem Dafoe in this in this Justice League. Like the shot, he's got this long, long, long hair. but he's wearing. your beans? Yeah, it's like he just came out of the lighthouse. (laughs) I'll
3: see you in
2: Aquaman.
3: Here's the biggest question, though. Are they going to CGI Henry Cavill's mustache? I'm hoping they don't even have that footage.
1: But he still has the mustache, right? I think he still has it contractually because they were doing Mission Impossible. The next ones.
3: Yeah. So um, my question so they've is... We've got the same people... problem. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Because, well, people were complaining about the CGI of his mustache. I couldn't tell a difference at all, but somehow all these nitpickers came out. You couldn't out.
1: tell the difference in that? I couldn't tell a difference. Wow. I Rich, know. could you tell a difference?
2: Yeah, and I kind of wondered, because sometimes I could tell and sometimes I couldn't. There were clearly shots where... The
1: phone. The phone footage at the yeah, beginning the phone is so... Was
2: bad. And they hid it in the phone footage, you know, mm-hmm. to, to make it oh, all. Yeah. But I'm sitting there going, that isn't even that important. If you've got this footage that that you can't use, don't feel a need to shove it in there if it looks stupid. Mm-hmm. And But when he, um, I don't know, when they bring him back to life and all that, that was one of the few times where I went, have him come back scruffy, bearded. Give him the mullet.
1: Give him it the happened. Superman mullet. Give him the People
2: black say suit. Hair doesn't stop growing. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, let it happen. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, there are a lot of little things, little considerations that happen in a movie that for some reason take on this massive life. Just like Chad was saying, the nitpicker's going to go, oh, this one thing is upper lip. Four seconds of upper lip. My movie's ruined. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know That's amazing. I mean? uh, you know what? In fact, the first time I saw Watchmen, you know, the original theatrical version, these guys were coming out complaining, saying, honestly, they were saying, oh, God, three hours of Big Blue Dick. So (laughs) It's got incredibly
1: homophobic. They're like, you looked at it for too long.
2: You looked at it too long. I saw you. Well, I saw it again. And I got my phone with me, a little stopwatch. And every time I saw Dick, I hit the stopwatch. I was just curious, absolutely, like, how much dick was in this big blue dick was in this movie? Eight seconds. Eight oh, seconds. He needs some come milk. So <laughs> oh, come on. Like, I don't really even care if 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 his upper lip looks dumb or whatever. Just give me a decent script where they're, where they're not ridiculous, where the heroes aren't doing stupid shit all the time, you know, a villain with a good motivation, you know, all that.
1: And I wouldn't mind, like, eight seconds of Blue Dick every movie. I've heard... As that. long as you go eight. Just eight.
3: Yeah, I've heard Nothing more. Mean. Nothing less. Eight seconds for eight inches.
2: <laughs> A second eight. an inch. It was kind of big.
3: Every review.
1: Let's first talk about this. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> meanwhile, my girlfriend at the time was like, was anyone complaining when they showed tits? Like in any movie, do you go, "Oh my god, eight seconds of tits, my room, my movie's ruined"? No, it's just guys aren't used to seeing. Well, hold on, back. hold
1: on though. Conflating a penis to, to a, a disgusting mushroom toad-looking, like, let's be honest, penises are not are not good-looking things. <laughs> those things are those things are terrifying for for an abundance of reasons. Boobs said, are are innocent. My balls
2: are lousy. Let's <laughs> just.
1: It's right, just where we're, go- we're going. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, what'd you I guys
2: think, think there's of a double uh, standard, is all I'm saying.
3: And then that's Show the mushroom the, stamp on that.
2: The I'm getting out of here. Goodbye.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you guys think of Cider Cut? Are you
1: excited for the Justice League? Whatever your thoughts are, please. Leave a comment down below. and What do you before, think
2: of big blue dicks in movies? Put your comments
1: below. Please rate him. Please rate him and at Richard. <laughs> <Bad. all> of, <laughs> make sure he knows exactly. <laughs> really, though, I want to thank you, Richard, for coming on and talking to us about this. and and
2: Are oh, we done? Uh, the big blue dicks, you kicked me off,
1: huh? Well, we're, move- we're transitioning into our interview with Jillian. You're going to have a chance to talk with our last employee of Blockbuster because... He actually has a lot to say about the Snyder Cut. He claims that he started the movement, so he's wanting to get into it. But real quick before we do that, we got one viewer
0: question.
1: Viewer question. It's coming from Brandon Ushio, who's luckily got to put this out before Facebook kicked me out. Uh, His question is, how important is it to stick to the source material when adapting a book to a movie? So in that, I mean, I'm kind of thinking Harry Potter, Hunger Games. The ones that have been really big or even like Stephen King adaptations, the one that goes closer to an adaptation of Stephen King's end up being the ones that are a little better. Um, But maybe things like Prisoner of Azkaban, where Alfonso Cuaron had more leeway to do things he wanted, made the book better in that sense. What do you what do you guys think about this? Is there is there a, a middle ground, a balance to the two or does one need to be more than the other?
2: i think I think I'd like to hear from chaz uh, uh about this specifically about for instance, watchmen there we okay. go because um, that was practically you know like screen for you know little little uh, box for box except for the squid right and some people complained that it was too close to the script, and some people complained, where's the squid? I'm like, God, you people, what do you want? You know what I mean. <laughs>
3: um i oh, so okay i mean so it depends like what kind of source you're talking about because i mean like rich is saying like comic books have panels which kind of act like storyboards really and so they can take a lot of inspiration from those sure. whereas books are completely up to the imagination and so you have to sacrifice some elements of the book in order to translate well into the screen because not everything that's in a book is going to translate well into a screen that's just not how yeah. the two mediums work sure. and like You would know that. I mean, if if you've written a script, it's written differently than a novel. Like, it's not prose at all. It's a whole different way of writing and trying to convey images. And so, ultimately, as long as I think as the nuance and the themes and, like, a lot of the major plots, lines that are taken from the book are adapted onto the screen in any way or form, I think that's better than completely... Like, I mean, one of my worst worst adaptions ever was Aragon from 2006. Like, I loathe... That movie so much. I love the book. Growing up in elementary, and like um, to this day, it's like one. That's not how you can make a movie. Like they changed so much from the book because I, I don't know. But I think you just have to focus in on like a lot of the the themes and the the tone and the nuance, essentially, to get well onto the big screen. Like especially with it. If, I mean, you mentioned Stephen King. It is such a complicated book. It's very long. It's intertwined differently, and yeah. It, and where's it, the
2: supportive gang rape? Where's the right, cosmic <laughs> turtle? Where's no, no, all that? Where is all that?
3: Seriously, and like the 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 way that movie works is like in the book, the the timelines intersect, like they're very intertwined. Whereas the new movies uh, made it into two parts: kids versus the adults, essentially, and like that works. Uh, better but the second the half was like mostly kids still, because they were like
1: those kids need money. They did go back yeah. and forth still. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, let me and counter that was, with that. That was one of
3: my beefs with that movie, but what?
1: Well, let me counter with that because the okay. second film is is in line with, it's in step with the second half of the book in that it's not as good as the first half. Like Stephen King's second half of that book doesn't, it? it, it he's been known to not really be able to give a good ending. So is that where the process can come in and enhance a Stephen King film? Is that where people want to go into it, or or when it comes to like, say, Mark Mockingjay, uh, with the Hunger Games series? Everybody kind of knew that this last book was the weakest of the group. So when they they split that movie into two parts, yeah, to be as faithful as they could be, it ended up making it even slower, even harder to follow along in some cases.
2: Twilight three and four,
1: and the new one that's coming out—that's all about I don't know.
2: Start yeah, there's some new, new Twilight. And a new
3: Hunger Games actually just recently came out, I believe. Oh well it's just like the like the Hobbit, how they made that into three movies. Exactly. Like I I don't think that's necessary. But I mean like even <clears throat> like going back to Stephen King, I mean like if you have you seen um Doctor Sleep or read Doctor Sleep?
2: Yeah. Well I haven't read it, but I've seen
3: it. Okay, so did you watch the director's cut? No. Oh, I'd highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, like, all for
2: director's I, cuts, sure, why not?
3: Yeah. So, like, I mean, what, what Mike Flanagan does in that movie is the way the book ends, like the last twenty minutes of the movie does not happen in the book at all. But what he does is he takes inspiration from The Shining, and he he ties it in thematically to like what the, what the book was trying to convey. And in fact, I think he made the book and the movie both stronger to please both fans alike. So it was a sacrifice he had to take with that. So. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I for making sacrifices like that. It just you, you have to think of the bigger picture.
2: You know Man. what, though? The, the Shining's probably a good example because, you know, uh, notoriously, Kubrick's version, uh, Stephen King doesn't like it. Right. And a lot of people I know who read The Shining are like, that That movie isn't the book. I don't like it. Yeah, so yeah. then they made that telemovie version, which yeah. was like six hours long, stuck everything in there, and I'm going that's a six hour movie. Come on. Um, So sometimes you have to, yeah, you inspired by the book or whatever, but if you're going to take it, you know, panel for panel, word for word, it's going to be tough. I read, I read Lord of the Rings and a lot of stuff as a kid. And like you're saying in the book, uh, you know, your imagination takes over from these descriptions. I mean, I remember first seeing the movies and going, oh, my gosh, this is exactly the way I sort of pictured it would look, you know? I mean, everything down to, like, the stupid doorknob of, of his house and just all this, and I'm like, but you can't do what he did and go on for two pages about the doorknob. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he described, like the entryway to his hut for like a page or two, and I'm going. You can
1: okay. after lines and lines of cocaine, Rich. <laughs> I guess you can.
2: But the same way with Watchmen, I remember when I first saw it, and that whole opening sequence, which technically wasn't in the book, and I thought, oh, it's a great setup, though. And then you see the comedian getting the beans kicked out of him, and I'm going. Wow, this is a really long fight sequence. Are they all going to be like this? You didn't have to show every second. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I think,
1: I think the real answer of this, Brandon, is who whoever is has the creative control of the film, that's the most important direction. That's the most important part of it because they get to choose which wor- which parts work and which parts don't. And if you're J.K. Rowling... And you're writing the screenplay for books that you've been writing, you're gonna quickly find out <laughs> that they don't translate very well when you're doing Fantastic Beast films.
2: But hopefully your your knowledge But if you get a good uh, screenplay, knows, a
1: screenwriter that what knows what he's doing, it. or she's doing yeah.
2: it, yeah. And that's why I'm not mad at at Snyder, for instance, for Man of Steel. We didn't We're write. all mad! Why well, he didn't write brethren, you motherfucker! Like I don't, I don't get when people get mad at directors for the plot. Like they didn't write it, man. They're stuck with certain things.
1: Although Chris Terrio, we can kind of, a little. I mean, a little bit. A little, a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Don't get us. Me started.
1: <laughs> Every damn time. Oh man. Um, yeah. Well, is, does that answer the question, Brandon? I hope to God it does. If anyone has any other questions that they'd like to submit. Don't do it on Facebook because I'm not there. Do it on YouTube or do it on Chaz's Facebook or somewhere where I'm a, I'm somewhere. Who knows? On Twitter.
2: You know, on Twitter. I really think that's why they call it, you know, movie magic, because sometimes um, you, you take every panel and you put it on the screen and it doesn't work. And sometimes you just take the bare bones of something it inspires you to a story and it works. Depends on a, a, a massive amount of creative people coming together. And sometimes it's, Fleetwood Mac rumors, and sometimes it is, and like like you just don't. Well, how do you get that stuff in the bottle? I, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, well, get a lot of creative people who are willing to work together and and uh, bounce ideas off each other and come up, and the best stuff wins.
3: Yeah, and like my my biggest thing too is like when people are so critical of of these works, I'm like, what what would you have done differently then? And like they can't really offer any insight into like what what they would have done differently. Like They they don't understand the whole process of it, which I think everybody should.
2: And Uh, If if you're a
1: critic, you need to know the process.
2: And some of it is such an unwieldy beast. They can't control everything. And sometimes in the end, it's like, oh, crap. Brad Pitt broke his arm in the middle of this thing. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to shut down. No, we're going to use it. We're going to stick it in seven. He's going to have a broken arm for the rest of it. And then someone, one of these ideas come up all these things happen during production and money and all the hands in that pot and all those people can say, no, Who have nothing to do with it. I'm sure both of you have heard about wonder woman and that no man zone, that no man's land kind of scene, which is yeah. iconic. Apparently the producers were like, we don't need this scene. This is stupid. Wait a minute. You're not storytellers. You're the money. Shut up. <laughs> Give me the money and go away. And you Pretty know, this amazing scene they didn't want there at all. So it's it's interesting. Yep. A lot of cogs in that machine.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much again for that. And we're gonna take a quick break. But when we get back, we are going to have our quick little chat with Jillian from the last blockbusters.
0: Stay tuned. Be right back.
3: All
2: right. We're back,
3: and Patrick's not here for whatever reason. Probably something to do with his Facebook. Uh, right now, right now though, we have Jillian from Blockbuster. Yeah, right, hi,
4: Jillian. Hi. Hey, hey, Chaz. It's uh, good to be on. It's good to be on. We got we got a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Got some.
3: Got some news. Got some we do have, news. We do what some was news. that? Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. You, do you want to break the news, or do you want me to break the news? It's back, baby. We got the Snyder cut, motherfucker. We got the Snyder cut.
4: It's back, and we have got it. I've just this is, this is this is better than when my girlfriend when I called caught her cheating, and I, I got to tell her that I was right for once. This was better than this is better than anything. This is better than when I got when I finally got kicked out of back camp for eating everything. Like I I made it. This is great. This
3: is fantastic. And you—you started the Snyder Cut. Is that what what we're hearing? I wouldn't say that I started it. More that I guided
4: it, and maybe initiated it. It all started back in the weot days of Justice League. I had I had ordered a large coke and spilt it all over my aunt who came with me, and she said, "Jillian, for the fifth time, I can't keep bringing you alcohol into the theater." And that's when I realized, you know, I'm I'm tired of taking shit from people, and and I would only thrown the alcohol because it was Joss Whedon's cut anyway. So, from that point on, I decided enough was enough, and I <laughs> I
3: didn't
4: think it's going to be this good.
3: <laughs> what What are you looking forward to the most with this with this Snyder cut coming out?
2: Legs. Who's that?
3: Is there a new oh person? that That's our new friend. That's our new friend, Rich Bonaduce. Okay, Rich, what's your favorite Snyder film? Starting with
4: all of them.
2: <laughs> well, as as director well, okay. or writer or producer. Okay.
4: How about as creator? Of it all. Yeah, okay. All right. Who'd you you whos this guy? Chaz, who'd you who'd you bring in here? Oh,
2: <laughs> I happen to be a card carrying member of Blockbuster.
4: Well, we cut up cards and went to email, so invalid.
2: I still carry it because I enjoy it.
4: Okay, well, we we're going to make sure that that this guy isn't allowed in Oregon or anywhere near the blockbuster store. But uh, to answer your question, Chaz, what I'm thinking is we're 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 going to expand. We're moving forward past the Snyder Cup. We're not even thinking about that anymore. We need to go to places where no cinephile has ever gone that we can try to bring together the fan base like never before. And there's only one film to do that with cats, 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 specifically the butthole cut. I think it's time we release the butthole cut people release the Snyder Cup fans. This is what we've got to do. Everybody march into the alley that's behind your house and find yourself a cat. Once you find that cat. Take a picture of his little roll low butthole and put that on Instagram and hashtag it. Release the butthole cut. Rich, are you with me?
2: Uh yeah, I I have plenty of cat buttholes on my phone right now.
4: That's that's the first start. That's yep. that's the first step. Uh, Warner Brothers has, has has bowed to our demands and now they will bend the knee to the butthole cut. J-
3: J- Jillian, explain explain to those who are not familiar what what exactly the butthole cut is Uh, it's just it's just the the true version of cats
4: where we actually get to see every anatomy of each person that is involved in the film we get to see jason derulo with his authentic however big of a dick that he has we get to see the Rolo buttholes that they've spent so much time think about the special effects artists that spent so much time making those buttholes and just not having them out it's worse than Zack Snyder, to be honest. It's worse because it's hundreds of people they did this to.
3: Well, I, that's pretty much porn, is it not? Well,
2: it's better.
3: If it's you go to cat the right porn. site.
2: What kind porn. of sites
3: are you going to, Chaz? You going not, to a, cat, not cat porn, as Rich puts it.
4: Well, we've got plenty of rentals here. We can find you anything that you want, Rich, but... In this case, I think that it's time that we release what the people have wanted, and I—I I think I'm going to start that movement today.
3: Okay, release but, the butthole cut. Okay, but what if? Let's put a hypothetical here, Jillian. What if the Snyder cut sucks? Was it going to be worth it then? Is it going to—is it going to be worth the movement?
4: I can't do this. Not with—not with this guy. No. Okay. I'm—I'm I'm done. I'm out of here. So uh, thank you, Chas,
3: and thank you, Rich. Um,
4: we'll see you at the premiere of The Butthole Cut.
3: Jillian. Jillian. I can't believe that guy. What a fucking asshole.
2: And I needed to return this this VHS. This is crazy. Not,
4: not an asshole. Not an asshole. You can't talk to people like that. I'm still on. I haven't oh. hung up yet. Okay. But I'm going um, to now.
3: Oh, oh. Well, there. that's 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 jillian there. that, that is jillian oh, I hung up. okay all right so after that
1: uh, unholy whatever that was i want to thank my guests for coming on and dealing with that and talking to me about cinder cut and doing all this stuff uh, richard Bonaducci, thank you so much for coming on where can the people find you
2: um I'm not giving out my address, that's what you're saying.
1: I need your home address. Where do no, you-
2: here, fine. Here is- What here train
1: is, do you take?
2: <laughs> here is Patrick's uh, social security number, now that you have his Facebook. Um, no, uh, watch me on Fox 13. I'm on there all the freaking time, but mainly in the mornings during Good Day, Utah.
1: And, of course, my co-host, Chad. Uh, Chaz, what am I doing? I'm out of it today. Today's been such Man, an off day. Chad is great,
2: too, whoever he is.
1: Jazz. Uh, uh, I'm pretty, sorry. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty. Nah, I would have if I were Larry David in this thing, I would have been kicked out of the room. <laughs> Just like, get out. No good. No good. No good. No good? Okay. Okay. This was, this was good. This was a good time.
3: <laughs> Where can people find you, Chaz? Uh, you can find me on the twitter verse and the instagram verse and all the good stuff yeah where can I find chad that's what i
2: want to
3: know you can find well, chad
1: uh on the new facebook profile i'll be creating tonight <laughs> that's that, right. to, chad that we'll be using
2: that I will be using
3: to fight Pepper, the system so so explain people what happened to your facebook so like they're not just like what. what if i knew how, how to explain it i would that's the thing we don't know what happened my brother
2: chad did that i didn't do that either someone
1: really did not like the the cold open that was just aired or they or i've just got a someone's got a crush and they don't know how to express it so they just disabled my account
2: so is this clearly like a disabling or is this yeah i don't know for
1: some reason it's completely disabled um i can see my page and I can see my business page, but my profile itself is right now non-existent. It told me to send some stuff to say the things and whatever, but... So if I
2: looked it up, I'm going to try to look it up. Well, what do I get when I look it up? What's there?
1: It says, sorry, there's a criminal that we just had to forcibly remove from Facebook. And now that you're associated, you're gone too. He's not worthy. (laughs)
2: Let's see. Yeah. But, well Patrick, you know what? baby reviews is there
1: yeah but not me in itself and I can't log in to do anything on no, there not
2: your, not your personal thing
1: yeah and everything's connected to that with Facebook so to get to your page you have to go through your profile and they've got that locked down so Facebook if you're listening um, number one hi <laughs> glad that we were able to have this dialogue together really happy for what you were doing today with all of this stuff um, please stop Please put that back up. You know we 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 like our Facebook life. I think we do pretty good.
2: Pretty pretty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Hey, well, you that, know what? There are a lot of Patrick Beatties out there.
1: Maybe that's the problem.
2: Patrick Gibson. Too many people Beatty, were like, Beatty.
1: "I'm going to do my review channel," and Facebook's Patrick like, "There's
2: too Beatty. many of them." And then there's a Patrick Beatty. I got four of them here, but none of them are you.
1: Huh. Jeez. So they'll let just any Patrick Beatty on the streets in there? This is dull, But the one that's got this can't get in? I'm sorry. Right. Well, Facebook, fuck you. We'll see you at the next review.
2: <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal.